Out of all of the diseases that there are in the world, leprosy is one of the most horrifying. And in the Bible, it is a type. It's a picture of what happens to our soul. Today, we want to look at surprising lessons we learn from leprosy. Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our content. And the comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. Before we take a look at lessons we can learn from leprosy, let's talk about it for a moment. If someone had leprosy, they were considered to be unclean. And it is a disease that slowly works in the Bible. In fact, someone said that leprosy works at a snail's pace, where bacteria reproduce really quickly, the bacteria that causes leprosy reproduces really slowly. And that's why antibiotics don't work on it because antibiotics work on bacteria when they are reproducing. And because it reproduces so slowly, you can take a course of antibiotics and it doesn't affect it because it's reproducing so slowly and goes through the body so slowly. In fact, it's said that the incubation phase of leprosy is between five and seven years and sometimes you can catch it and not see anything at all until a decade later until 10 15 years later once it does start it attacks the skin you get lesions you get nodules and then it attacks the nerves especially in your hands your feet your nose and your ears so that you can no longer feel there's a numbness and this is a lot of ways that lepers get injured is by picking things up that are hot or washing their face in scalding water and not knowing it, not realizing it. We interact with the world around us and keep ourselves from getting hurt by feeling pain. And because they can't feel pain, then they can't stop that. Now also, leprosy affects the cartilage in the body. The cartilage goes away. So the cartilage in the nose, the cartilage in the ears, in the, in the joints. And so the person that was going through leprosy had these outward signs, plus because of injury and because of cartilage damage, then fingers and toes and parts of the ears or the nose would be affected by this leprosy. And in the Bible, you were unclean if you had it. So it even affected the people that you needed around you the most, the people who love you. You couldn't be anywhere near them. Now, leprosy in the Bible is a type of sin. What leprosy does to the body, sin does to the soul. The first time that you find leprosy in the Bible at all is Miriam. Moses has married a woman from Ethiopia and, and her and Aaron get upset and God gives Miriam leprosy and she has it for seven days while she is outside of the camp. And that's the picture that sin is a type of leprosy for the soul. In 2 Kings chapter 5, you find a commander by the name of Naaman. Naaman is a Syrian commander. He's a Gentile and he has leprosy and he goes to Elijah and Elijah sends his servant out and says to go dip seven times in the Jordan River. And Naaman is furious because he wants to do something grand or great to get rid of his leprosy. And he's upset. He says there's greater rivers in Syria that he can go and dip into. However, at the encouragement of his servant, he goes down to the Jordan River and dips seven times in it. And the seventh time he comes out, his skin is like the skin of a baby. It is like a picture of salvation. 
like leprosy destroys the body. And Naaman is this example of a Gentile, not a Jew, a Gentile that has leprosy and goes and is baptized in the Jordan River, baptizes himself seven times. Seven is the number of completeness. And when he comes up the seventh time, he is clean. This is a picture of what leprosy is in the scriptures. Let me give you ways that leprosy is like sin. Number one, leprosy brought separation. By the law, if you got leprosy, you had to show yourself to the priest. Once it was confirmed, you had to stay away from everyone. You had to yell unclean if anyone were to come near you. Sin in our lives brings separation as well. We are separated from God. We cannot have those times of refreshing that come from the Lord. The sin has to be taken care of. And so Jesus took care of that sin on the cross. Leprosy affects your ability to be able to feel. Your nerves are affected, so you don't know when you're picking up something that is injuring you. And so it is with sin as well. Our conscience can be seared. The more we sin, the more our conscience is affected. No wonder when the Bible talks about someone being healed from leprosy, it talks about them being cleansed, and we are cleansed from our sin. Also, the incubation period for leprosy is over five years, and the destruction that sin causes to the soul doesn't happen overnight. We can lose the feeling to what is damaging us spiritually and our conscience are seared, but it takes time for those things to reveal themselves just like leprosy. Now, one of the best ways for us to learn lessons about this is to consider Jesus healing the 10 lepers. It's in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Listen to what it says. Now, what happened as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. The thing that Samaria and Galilee had in common was that both of them had Jews and Gentiles. In the Galilee, there was the Decapolis. These were Gentile cities, and Jews and Gentiles lived in a close region. Samaritans were a mixture of Jews and Assyrians, and so Jesus makes his way through this region where there are both Gentiles and Jews, and both Gentiles and Jews need forgiveness from sin. It goes on to say, Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, and they stood afar off. They couldn't come close to Jesus, and this is the result of sin. Sin keeps us afar off from God. And then it says, they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And this is a prayer that I like so much for someone that has things happening in their lives that they have no control over. Sometimes we feel like we can roll up our sleeves and we can go and we can fix things. But there are certain things that happen maybe to us or to our children or to our health that are out of our control. And the only thing that we can say is Jesus have mercy on us. Jesus have mercy on me. Mercy in the Bible is when you don't get what you deserve. Justice is when you get what you deserve. When you get mercy, God is saying you deserve this, but I'm not going to give it to you. Listen to a few things the Bible says about mercy that these lepers are asking for. First of all, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne, that we may obtain mercy and find grace for help in a time of need. God will help us in our time of need. And we have access to God for his mercy by the work that Jesus did, and we can go boldly before the throne of God to find that mercy. The second thing about mercy is that God gives mercy because of his great love. 
God loves you. God loves the people of the world. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. It's because of the great love that God has for you that he wants to show you mercy. The third thing about this kind of mercy that these lepers were asking for is that there's a new batch every morning, that every day the mercy is new. Listen to Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Every time we wake up in the morning, God's mercies in our lives are new. And when we find things going on that we can't change and we need him, we can call out to him like these lepers did. It goes on to say in chapter 17, in verse 14, so when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. What a powerful verse. First of all, so when he saw them, Jesus saw the lepers. Jesus sees you in your difficulty. He knows when you're in over your head. He knows when you feel like, I can't do anything about this. I need God to be merciful. He sees us. He hears our prayers when we call out to him. The second thing is that he tells them to go show themselves to the priests. In the Old Testament, when you got leprosy, you had to go show yourself to the priest and he would confirm your leprosy and then separate you from people. And when you were healed, you went to the priest, showed him that you were healed, and then they would reinstate you. They would be going to the temple, to the priest in the temple who did not like Jesus. And suddenly there are 10 lepers who show up and they are healed. And they would ask them how they got healed and they would hear the news of Jesus. I don't know whether these are the same priests that condemned him, but we do know that they would know the priest who saw these lepers and that this would be news. These priests would be talking among themselves and Jesus, by sending these men to the priest, is sending something in front of him that shows these men that he truly is the Messiah. And then I love it says, as they went, they were cleansed. Jesus didn't say, I'm gonna heal you. He simply said, go show yourself to the priests. So they could have said, well, we're not healed. So we're not gonna do what you say because we're not healed. We're not gonna go to the priest like this. But as they went, they were healed. This is so true when it comes to God's word. As we do what we're commanded to do, we find the strength to do what we're supposed to do. We are healed as we go. We might not even understand it. We might go, God, I don't understand why you want me to do that. But as we do it, we are healed and God begins to work in our lives. And this is faith. In fact, I find three reasons why Jesus told them to go to the priest. Number one, because it put the emphasis upon scripture. They, in this way, he confirmed the Old Testament to them. You guys are supposed to go four places. It had said, show yourself to the priests. And so he tells them to go and do what they knew was in the scriptures. Number two, to make a statement to the priest. And number three, because it gave them a step of faith. When we're calling out to God and we want God to move, oftentimes we have to do what we know the Bible says or God speaks to us and we need to do what God is telling us to do and that is an act of faith, again, even if we don't understand it. Finally, it says in verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, 
returned with a loud voice and glorified God. It sounds like it was before he ever got to the priest, that as they went, they were healed. And what a moment that must have been where they looked at one another and looked at themselves and realized they were healed. Nine of them hurried off to the priests, it seems, and the other one returned to Jesus. And listen to what it says in verse 15, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He returned to thank Jesus for what he had done. And it's pointed out that he's a Samaritan because Jews felt negatively about them. So then in verse 17, it says, so Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Were not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Greek word for the faith has made you well could literally be translated, your faith has saved you. There were 10 lepers who found mercy. Nine of them were going off to go see the priest and one of them returns and finds salvation. It's a picture. Not only was his leprosy cleansed, but his sins were cleansed as well. Now, this passage is often talked about at Thanksgiving. This man that had such a great delivery and returned to be thankful. I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of thankfulness. First of all, thankfulness puts us in the will of God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17 says, Rejoice always, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will that you and I would be thankful. And so when something small happens or something big that is out of our control, we should go before him and thank him. It's a healthy thing to be in God's will. Number two, thankfulness brings peace. Listen to what it says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing, but everything with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. When we have things that we're anxious about, one of the things that we should do is begin to thank God for all he's done. It helps to put things in perspective, the proper perspective. Finally, thankfulness brings us to Christ. And we see that in the picture of this leper returning to Jesus. He left, he looked, he was clean, and so he came back to Christ. And when we have a thankful heart, it causes us to return to Jesus to say to him, thank you for all you are doing. It helps us in our relationship with him. Listen again to Luke 17, 15 and 16. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God and fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. Now, I don't know what kind of things are going on in your life that are out of your control, that you feel like you can't change at all. But one thing I know is that we can all go boldly before the throne of God and we can call out for his mercy, for him to move in our lives in areas that we can't do anything about. And also to know that we need to turn from sin because sin is destructive, it is deceptive, and it brings death. And we want it out of our lives because we don't want the destruction that, that sin brings. Leprosy shows us what happens to the body, but sin does it to the soul. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.